0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Cowboy Stories and welcome to part two of my interview with JR and Justin Jones. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> heard a story once that you, I don't remember what happened, you'll probably remember, but you I don't know what happened to your rope. If you roped something and handed it off to somebody, but then another cow, you needed to catch another one, so you tied a rope out of your piggin strings oh, and yeah. went and caught that cow. Yeah. You tell us that story, you probably do a better job than I.
1: It was him that I gave my rope to, and he, he had roped he would roped something and lost his rope. And, uh, and I didn't think I was going to have it, but uh, I gave him my rope, and he didn't like that. He didn't want to take my rope, but I already gave it to him, so I got out of the way. <laughs> and the cow broke off and uh, went down, and I couldn't get her stopped. She just ran run through me right there, and I finally tied them two picking strings together. and I got up. I didn't really rope because I didn't have enough rope but I dropped it over her head and, and uh, dall- dallied up and choked her down. And then I jumped off and untied my pegging strings and tied her down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we was on the kaibab and it we was in a particular spot where them quakey trees are just grown in there so thick you can't hardly go. And and uh, we, I got in that in bad quakeys and caught mine and, and anyways got worked through trees and stuff and let mine go, and he come flying up there and just threw me his rope and left down, <laughs> up, down there. When we finally got everything tight, and Dustin and I got back to him, he had that yearling tied down, and down there with these pig and strings, made a rope. And that was only about five years ago. He was 70-something, 70 71, 72.
0: That's
2: cool. Yeah. He can still do it. He plays slow, but he can still do it. <laughs>
1: I don't know as i do it now, though.
2: Your personality comes out with that big smile, you'd do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is Probably
1: that- the only reason I did it then is you made me mad because you, did, you didn't want me my rope. <laughs> <laughs> I told
2: you I get my own rope
0: back. I good. So you were out to prove a point. I proved it. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. He made
2: us all look good.
0: Uh.
1: Take that, you sucker. <laughs> uh.
0: What's the funnest thing you've ever roped? What's the what? The funnest thing you've ever roped.
1: Oh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I... Everything's fun when you're roping.
0: Yeah.
1: I roped some of them that I wish I hadn't of. Really? Yeah. I, I wish I'd have been kind of like some of them cowboys we've had... They like to rope, and then when it comes to roping a bull or something, they, they throw a real good one. You know, bull's over here, and you look, all oh, day.
0: <laughs> oh, I missed. <laughs> <Your time>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh.
1: he, ro- he wrote the bull one time, and when I caught up with him, he was coming back, and I said, did you get him? And he said, yeah, and I said, did you have a hard time tying him down? He said, Oh, that was easy. Letting him back up was the bad part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is like a sissy then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sissy. Uh. Yeah.
0: Did you ever get any bad wrecks when you would rope something that you shouldn't have?
2: Uh
1: not not that I can really any bad wrecks. I was helping David Johnson one time and and uh, he he roped a big old cow in there, and he was kind of riding a bronc booger. And before that was over with, we was both tied down. He he got tangled up with me and got pulled my horse down, and it pulled his horse down. Oh no! That was kind of a bad deal.
0: Gosh!
2: That bull you roped on Sammy.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we got after bull and uh we'd just come back from the cow punchers and uh i was still into that tie down and so i had my rope tied down on. The and uh this wild bugger went down the draw right there and this horse he he'd take you to a steer it didn't matter what he'd go through a tree or jump a canyon or whatever he'd get there and uh he was kind of a runaway when, it, when you started after something like that. And I roped this bull, and the, and the bull went on one side of the tree, and Sammy went on the other side of the tree. And then when the ropes hit, it just jerked the bull down, and jerked, throwed me right down on top of the bull, and the hind feet was right there, and I just got my string and tied him up right there.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Pulled them both on
0: down. Through you, through your horse, you and the bull all down. Yeah, it and just, you just hurry
2: when they hit the
1: end of that rope, you know, on the tree, and it jerked that bull, and my horse just, and I fell right on the butt end of that bull, and I just him down. <laughs> Gosh.
0: <laughs>
1: and nobody's seen it. I they just had to take my word. That's the way it was. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I believe it.
1: Yeah. Believe it. (laughs) I am still shaking from it. (laughs) I roped a bull one time and Lynette was with me. And she didn't have a a rope. And uh, as soon as I roped that booger, he never even hit the end of the rope. Just a feel of that, I guess. And he just swapped ends and come back to hooking. And I couldn't trip him. I couldn't do nothing with him. And uh, Lynette's dad was right up ways from us there. And uh, I sent her back to get his rope. She come back and healed it for me, but that was a bad little booger. We was trying to drag him in the trailer and her daddy, boy, he's giving us heck. And he hollered, mom, get the gun. This thing's gonna kill one of us and I'm gonna kill him.
0: <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> How'd you get him up to the trailer? Did he just fight you the whole way?
1: Yeah. Well, we pulled a trailer out there to him. Yeah. Just a two-horse trailer. We didn't have a wide gooseneck. and just trying to pull him in one of them sides. He's getting the best of us for a minute there. <laughs> but cattle not like that no more. We've gentled them down, got gentle cattle. You have a little wreck once in a while, run them and all like that.
2: We still get a few remnants on the mountain. Stuff in mm-hmm. the winter up there that we didn't get off the snow snowed them that we couldn't get to them because of the snow. So we'll still end up with some, some fun ones when we get <laughs> up there for remnants, but overall that's pretty pretty easy going up
0: You've gotta have some fun fun ones around to keep it entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But now it's more of a pride thing for us to get them without roping them. You know, I mean, once you learn how to do it, heck, you, anybody can rope one. But learning how to be a, a cowboy enough to get them gathered without having to catch one. I mean, they're them great big madricks that never seen anybody. And get them to a set of pens. Or we've got a gooseneck with uh, six panels tied on it. And we'll pull out there and set them panels up. And we'll, we've will paneled a lot of bad, bad cattle in them panels up there on that mountain and for us that's that's more of a pride thing when you don't have to rope one yeah when they're that when they're that bad and you can everybody's where they're supposed to be right when they're supposed to be there and on the game and you can pin them up like that that's that's when you go home with your head held high yeah because when they break and run off and you have to rope them i mean it, it, you can get that done it's a little more of a challenge to do it without letting them run off.
1: And take a chance on breaking your neck. You know, some of that stuff, them downfall and stuff like that. I don't even try to follow these guys no more. I can just ease down through there.
2: <laughs> After them fires up there, all them trees have fell down now. So it's just... Hair, uh, the quakey trees are going up through and then all that downfall it's it's pretty rough. And it still makes it fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that cowboys today are as are as good as they were back in the day?
1: Oh yeah, I think I think there's some out there. There's some good cowboys out there. Yeah. But the you know that them old boys back in the older days, they them old wild bulls and stuff like that, you know, that they'd have to lead and stuff. Yeah. But, but these these guys is as good as any of them.
2: We've let our fair share. We've done a lot of them. But there's guys that don't understand what leading one is. There's people that have showed up that have read it in a magazine or heard somebody at the coffee shop talking about leading one and then they go try to do it and it's not the same. There's definitely a, a learning curve to, to doing it.
0: That's one thing to read about it and it's another thing to actually
2: uh, yeah, do it. Absolutely. Yeah, We had a guy come to work for us and, and uh, he, he told us that he had led one and we went back down there to, to help him get it. He led it a long ways and then tied it to a tree and he, he drug it. He didn't leave nothing. He had, yeah, he, I think he spent more time dragging it than leaving it. But he had, he had heard it at the coffee shop. That's how you done it. So
0: <laughs> You can learn a lot at a coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can learn a lot, but
2: applying
0: it is a different... good <laughs> uh, Who would you say taught you, Justin, oh, growing him. up? Him?
2: Yeah, him and only him. Yeah. I mean, we. there was a lot of other guys out there, really good hands, and and I would watch him, but he kind of just kept me to himself. He, If they was a good hand, he'd let him give some advice once in a while, but he kind of kept him away, kept me under his wing. Yeah. So it's all him completely. Once you get older and kind of paying attention, well, even then, I was always watching them other guys, guys that you knew was good cowboys and and there were some that we all respected a lot and you just watch and learn but that's what he told me the little kids were meant to be seen not heard so set up and listen and so that's <laughs> that's what I did yeah I paid attention he had some good ones some did good cowboys
1: I had a friend of mine uh, and he uh, they finally just give up he wouldn't go to school he'd run off and go to a ranch uh, down there in Safford, in that desert country, and uh, he came up here one fall to help me, and we had a little old bull that he's uh, hard to catch, hard to get, because he'd just see and come hooking, you know, just automatic like that, and uh, so we was going to teach that that bull, give him a lesson. There's four or five of us there. We got to roping him and then letting him up and roping him again, you know, he'd come hooking. And this, this friend of mine, he, he is dang sure one of them cowboys. And he messed up, and that bull got into his horse and bucked him off down there. <laughs> so, but uh, it's just one of them things, you know. He, we had two or three of them bulls that come hooking you. N- another friend of mine, and he is a cowboy, too. And he caught a lot of them wild cattle with them guys when they was using them helicopters and stuff. And... Uh, we were gathering cattle, and I kept telling him about this bull, and uh, finally he showed up, and he come to Frank, and uh, when we all got back to camp on the deal, Frank told me, he says, I, f- I found your bull. I says, oh, yeah, wh- where's he at? He says, he's still out there, and if you want him, you can go get him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 he didn't volunteer to go with you? No, he wasn't going back,
1: he... He's pork time.
2: We called that bulldozer and he... Dozer? Yeah. He got... These guys bought all them bulls. What would you buy, 60 head?
1: So yeah, about that.
2: And they brought him in there and some of them got out and got up in them red ledges above two mile up in them real thick ledges. So these guys got up there and got him caught and tied down, but it was so, so rough in there and all them ledges they didn't want to lead him down and dad had that little bulldozer down there at the house so he walked that cat up in there and, and necked him to that blade on that dozer and started leading him off of there. And, and that bull cut the, cut the rope on the blade and he'd back up and run and hit that blade on that bulldozer and it'd knock him out. He'd just sit there in shape and he'd get up, back up and hit it again. And he he didn't have all of his screws tight anyway that bull, but that one knocked the last one he had that was tight loose because he was a screwball. And it didn't matter where he is out on that. We just you didn't gather him. He just run over you. And but whenever he is out gathering, whenever cattle would be brushed up in some trees or whatever, you you kind of ease in there and make sure because he'd he'd lay there until you got good and close, and then he'd pop up and just roll to you. And he didn't give it up right. He didn't he care. Did Sure enough, had to get away from it. But it kind of made it fun. Yeah. Always dodging dozer.
1: <laughs> I let him off there, though. Yeah, yeah, you got He on. followed that cat right off there. I just backed up and he just kept coming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, whatever works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh.
2: The other ones that got out there is in a little better spot, so they could, we got them caught, or they got them caught. That was, the, that was the one time he let another guy chew my butt hard. We had a, a guy from Colorado, wasn't he? Left California. California, yeah. And he had a like 60-foot a poly rope. And they had a bull tied down. And I was only nine or so, I guess. But uh, Dad got down there to let him up so we could get him in the trailer. And uh, that California guy had him, had him dallied. Well, when dad got him untied, that bull popped up and come at him. And dad's afoot because he just got him untied, and that bull's on his butt, and they're just running. Gosh. And the California guy's got a dally, but his horse got sideways. So instead of just letting that horse take a jerk, he straightens up and undallied. <laughs> and the bull's just about to get Dad. Finally, he got a dally and then let it run. And Anyways, <laughs> another guy that he had, his name was Joe Hall, and he, he was damn sure a cowboy. And he'd come over there, and he lit me up. He told me, no matter what, you get over there and save a man's life. Don't sit there and watch him get run over. And Dad, I just wait for him to back me up a little bit, and he never said a word. He just let me take my punch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about the guy that kept letting the rope slip and couldn't get a dally, did he get? He,
2: he got a small education that day also, <laughs> I remember. Joe, Joe lit in the middle of him, and when he got done, then Dad... Reminded him
1: that go ahead and take it down. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to get his horse jerked. Except I owned the horse. I didn't care whether they jerked him down or not.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Man. There were several of them bulls that were pretty rank. They were they I'd never do that again.
0: And where did they come from?
1: They come out of Texas down there and they were uh, they called them Simbras, as Bramer and... Simital. Simital, yeah.
0: And were all of them just like
2: that, just on the fight?
1: Not not all of them, but there was pr- about 10, 12 head of them back in.
2: The waterman that lived there, his wife, Louise, she got one that she nicknamed Horsehead, and she'd feed him right out of a nose bag. Really? Yeah, he'd come to the house right to the front door. She'd walk out there and he'd follow her down at the barn and she'd get a grain bag and come out
0: there and scratch Gosh. and
2: rub on him. Curry comb him off and rub him. And most of them were good gentlemen, but there was a handful of them there.
1: There was ten, ten head of them. And this Joe Hall, he, he told me we couldn't get them grilled. We branded them and then. When we let them out, we had to come right back by the chute and stuff to get them to water. We turned them out, and boy, this tin head, we couldn't we couldn't get them to save our other. Joe told me, he says, he had seen a place that, where they had birdshot in a pistol and they could turn their books. <laughs> I come I come to town and bought some birdshot. <laughs> we was running through the trees and shooting them with that birdshot. <laughs> Somebody just uh. come and seen this thing. They it thought it was crazy. <laughs>
0: didn't work. That's the question. It didn't work. It didn't
1: work. I think we got a couple of them in the arena right there for her. the others. And it's seven miles from the house to the highway. And the others we tied them down from the house to the highway.
2: Gosh. One of them's the one that about ate his lunch. The other one, old Joe had that. Pit was a pit bull, I think. Yeah. His wife's dog was a little pit bull cross dog. And he got on one of them bulls and the bull kinda got over the dog and the and smashed him a little bit and the dog ran under the pickup and that bull chased that dog right under the truck and stuck his head under the truck and lifted and just caved the whole Are place, you serious? Of that pickup in, yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> got a little- Whose around. pickup was that? It was a ranch truck. Okay. <laughs>
1: and then it came a ranch truck with a flatbed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: one, that one bull, though, that dog got on it, and we couldn't... And I don't know, them pit bull dogs, their jaws lock or something, and we jerked that one bull in, and we couldn't get that dog off that bull. And Joe, we had the door shut, or the... The trailer gate shut. Joe finally stuck a rope on him and tried to get that dog off, but that dog was stuck on that bull, so we, we just left the gate shut and took him to the house. Finally let the bull out and the dog let go. <laughs> he took a trailer ride.
1: We've had a lot of good experience, a lot of fun. Bad times, good times
0: when you think back on all of it is there one particular memory that stands out
1: yeah uh, there was a mason meeks lived here and he was, a, he was in his 80s mm-hmm. and he is a damn short cowboy and he'd been running a ranch over there on the on the river there on the other side of the river first
2: south
1: end of the canyon okay and uh, anyway he he came back. He was born and raised here, raised his family, and the, and I heard that he was a good hand and the, might go with me out there to help me, and uh, and I come and the, he he went with me, and uh, he, I don't know how many years he helped me three four years something yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, four five.
1: Long time. Anyway.
0: i uh, eighty years old.
1: Yeah. And he'd, he could rope one of them and get down and tie them down, too. He, he was just a, kind of the exception to the rule. But uh, we, were, we were at a place, and we was krelling a bunch of cows and calves, and uh, some calves turned back on us. And uh, we got, got the cows held up, and we easing around them calves, and, uh, and one bull that turned, one of these same bulls that turned down, the, going down the country. And we got around those calves and kind of threw them back to the got them back to the cows again. And uh, I went after the bull and got down there and and roped him and and uh, I, I looked back and my two cousins was with us, two women, and they they'd grew up the same as I had about and uh, they were good hands. But I seen and one of them was riding kind of a sorry kind of a horse. And I seen everybody down on the ground, and uh, I I undallied that bull. I was going to turn the bull loose and go back and see, and every time I'd undally, that horse would break in two with me. So I'd dally back up again and hold him down. And Finally, I just couldn't stand it no more, and I just pitched my rope and uh, looked back up there to see who was hurt. I thought it was her there, and uh, this mason was down on the ground, and... uh, He'd had a heart attack and died on us right there.
0: Holy cow.
1: So, but but before he before he died, when those calves, we were easing around them calves, and all of a sudden he'd he come by me and just running and running into them calves and kind of spilled them, and uh, we'd all kind of got around them calves again, and he'd just behind one and just kept running it, just following it. And uh, in fact, I made the comment, what in the hell's going on with him? I mean, it's just plumb.
2: Uncharacteristic for sure. Yeah.
1: And uh, when I got there, they w- they were down there giving him mouth to mouth. And uh, I sat there for a minute and I told him, man, give it up because he's dead. And uh, we went over and uh, rolled him in his coat and stuff and put him under a shade there off a little cabin at a porch and rolled him up, and I, I run up. I, I had a kind of a makeshift telephone, and I got Lynette on the telephone and told her to get an ambulance started out here, get some help, because uh, uh, Mason had just died on us. And, uh,
0: and how far did you say it is? Huh? How far is it out there from town? Oh, it would
2: be 35 miles from 2 miles, so it's 100 miles.
1: Is a long way?
2: It's about two and a half hours, dirt road back to two mile before he even got started to here.
1: But anyway, they we got him wrapped up and got him in the back of a pickup, and I took off, and uh, we had the radios in there too, and they, they got a hold of me on the radio, and uh, Ben's with in Arizona, and coming to Utah, they had to be he had to be alive. If if they'd known he he's dead, we'd have had to take him to Flagstaff. Really. So, we we got back there, and that was tough on my cousins, and we and he'd probably been dead maybe thirty four, well maybe forty five minutes, close to an hour maybe, and uh, they had to un we had to undo him, and uh, to, so when we met the ambulance, they had to act like they was giving him mouth to mouth, keeping him alive. That was a pretty tough experience on everybody, but especially them, them two girls. <laughs> but just about a month or two months before that, we were working some cattle there to the pine. And uh, it was hotter than heck. And I sent him and the boys to the pickup. And uh, they, they had an ice chest full of pop. And mainly just to get him out, cool down. He was getting pretty hot on me. And uh, Lynette, she was in the house cooking dinner. And all of a sudden, I I looked up. Me and another guy stayed there, and we was working some cattle there. And I seen Lynette and and, uh, another woman that was there running to the pickup. And he would had a heart attack then. And uh, by the time I got there, I thought he was dead then.
0: Holy cow. And
1: uh, Lynette, she was up there trying to help him and everything and wrestling him around. And, and she stirred it up and started his heart again. And we found out he'd taken one of them Pepsis and he'd just tipped it up. And uh, that Pepsi froze his heart, right? It's soft, I guess, yeah. shocked his heart. Holy
0: cow.
1: So? <laughs>
2: he'd drink a Pepsi, though. Three gulps. He just wanted them guys to just tip it up and drink the whole thing right now. Mm-hmm. And then it was cold. And it just shocked his heart right there. He was sitting on that ice chest and Mom grabbed his legs and pulled him off that ice chest to get him in the truck. And when he did, he popped. And when it hit, restarted him.
1: But anyway, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring he, Lynette took, brought him into the hospital here. And it just scared me I, I wouldn't take him back no more. And uh, the doctor, he he called and wanted to talk to me and told me that I better uh, take him back out there. I just killed him.
0: The he doctor t- told you that?
1: Yeah. He said he just missing it out there and everything, you know. So I took him, and then it wasn't, wasn't a week or something like that, wasn't it?
2: No, it was longer than that.
1: Before he died?
0: Yeah, from the time that he had the heart attack. The time he died was
1: yeah.
2: a couple of months. It
0: wasn't very long though.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit old. But he was mad at me when he when he died, because uh, I left him with the girls and they <laughs> <laughs> they were driving the cattle up the fence, bringing them there. And I went and made a big circle, and I was a little later getting there. When I rode up to him, he's getting on me for leaving him there. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, I was I was pretty nervous about his family. Uh, you know, being mad at me for taking him out there and everything. Man, they said that's perfect. He got to do what he has loved and dying. He just fell off his horse, hit the oh, ground. Gosh. But the one Lynette was talking about, uh, he owned the ranch. He bought the ranch, and we were in there quite a ways, and we were... Uh, Testing dehorning the bulls, and and Testing. and testing, and we had a bet there, luckily, and uh, my mind's kind of skipping here now, getting over Mason, but but we we were dehorning them bulls, and he had bought a.
0: So this isn't Mason. This is. <laughs> this is K Sturdivant. Okay.
1: Talking about. Yeah. Okay. Now we're now we're on K. Okay. But uh, he had bought a, is like a big skill saw, had a skill saw blade in it but it was, had a shield around it and had a spot, a spot like that that this skill saw went through. And you'd put that on the horn and start that, and that thing would just, whoo, cut them big old horns off. And uh, we were, these kids was up there on the chute. I
2: had the nose tongs
1: in them. and Helping them. And uh, I was loading the bulls from back there, and all of a sudden I said, hey, everybody on the ground and everything, and, man, I thought, damn, man, one of them kids has got hurt up there because them bulls going through a squeeze chute and one of them powder rivers, they're dangerous anyway. But <laughs> uh, I ran up there, and uh, this guy helping, this, we called him Tank, and he was running the saw. And just as he went through the, to cut a horn off, Kay reached up there to pull the ear out of the way. And when he did, that saw come through that horn and just... Cut oh. his wrist, cut his hand off right there.
0: His whole hand. The whole hand.
1: hand, down on the ground. Gosh. And the, and vet Craig Brinkhoff, you know Craig? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Saint George. Saint George vet, and he was there probably saved Kay's life. Uh, we had an ice chest there, and he put that hand on the ice, and uh, put it in an
2: old, put it in an old grocery sack, and set it on top of that ice. <laughs> Can't even imagine.
1: <laughs> but it, Justin, we throwed Kay in the pickup. Well, I wasn't there. I had to get out of there. But it, one thing about it, it seared that hand where it didn't hardly bleed. That saw was hot, when it went through there, and it just seared that. that you know, had a
2: little four by four blue rag, bed rag put that over that hand and it never bled through from clear there till we met the ambulance outside of Fredonia. Wow. It just cauterized it or something.
0: And were they able to save it?
1: Sold it back on. 13 yeah. hours
0: of surgery. Full functioning? Never
2: was right. No. Um.
1: He is always rubbing it because of them nerves and everything he cut and it just bothering me I don't know. It didn't itch. Or, uh, the blood
2: flow. It never had really good blood flow so it was always kind of cold and clammy and kind of tingly. Mm-hmm. So he was constantly rubbing on it. And How old
0: was he when that happened?
2: Mid-60s probably.
1: Yeah. He had been in his 60s. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's scary.
1: Justin, they threw him in the pickup and Justin brought him to town and I went to ahead and I got Lynette on the that telephone that we had is, is a, it's kind of a joke anyway but I got Lynette and she was at the bank and uh, I told her Cade cut his hand off and everybody in the bank heard and thought I thought I'd said Trey
0: oh and
1: hell everybody was crying and I guess and everything we had a race to town
2: He, was a, he had a big four-door Ford, and I was driving it, and he, he kept yelling at, at me to slow down. He said the hand wasn't going to kill him, but if I didn't slow down, I was going to kill him. So. <laughs> but I didn't listen. I kept coming to town. It uh-huh. ain't every day that somebody's right in the back seat with their hand cut off. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: But one day we met the ambulance, and we came from all the way out there and met the ambulance just outside of Fredonia a little ways. And uh, I, st- I stopped him and told him the ambulance it's coming right there anyway. And I looked at Kay and I, t- I told him that uh, we're take- getting him to the airport because there's a plane going to be waiting there to take him to Salt Lake. And he said, he told me, he says, "Ah, oh, hell, let's just drive." <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> uh. I-, I told him later. To- what he told me and I said, hell with you, boy. I, everybody's was <laughs> wanting to get rid of you. <laughs> uh,
0: nobody was wanting to be responsible for that. Uh,
1: so there's two experiences you don't forget?
2: Yeah. I had them nose tongs in that blue and had his head bent around to the, to the right and they was cutting the left horn off and I could see over the top of the bull and see Kay's head. And when Tank went through, Kay dropped and then Tank hollered and dropped. And I ran around and uh, Tank rolled off of him and he had his hand over that stub on his wrist. And I, I just turned around and on the ground was that hand and it just gray and clammy laying there. Yeah, that was a... And how
0: old were you? Uh, I
2: was probably 21. Somewhere in there. Gosh. I was old enough to not freak out like I did, but I, <laughs> I don't think the day I've ever
0: run hooked a horse
1: trader that fast. Uh. Well, we left Trey and Riley, all of them kids, is there. left them, they had to stay there and help Greg finish the Bulls.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it was- I know I wasn't going to stay. Uh, Yeah, that.
0: What would you say the biggest lesson you have learned living that lifestyle is?
1: I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one to answer.
2: You better love it to do it. It's not easy, it's worth it. And it's a whole hell of a lot of fun, but it, you better love it. It's not a career, just to to make a living at. Yeah. <laughs> it's a career to make a a life out of, because it'll take you a life to get anywhere with it. But it's worth it. it
1: it's it's a good life, but when you got your family there and you raise a couple of good cowboys and stuff, and they like it, and I, and I don't know why. I wasn't easy on them. I don't know why they like it.
0: You don't know why they like it now? Mm-mm.
2: We both stayed for the payback.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's to come. Yeah, it's, I know. It's sweet too. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to give any advice to anybody who was looking to get started... What would you tell them?
1: Find find the best outfit you can and learn it right. It'd be a lot easier. Good I like
0: cowboys that.
2: and good horses.
1: Yeah.
0: Surround yourself with good cowboys and good horses.
2: Right. Yeah. Yep. Get started on the right foot. get around the right people that are willing to help somebody green learn it and there's there's people out there that'll do it that that are trying to pass it on and, and are willing to help and teach people then it's worth it but there's other places where it doesn't matter you know the, some of these places these guys are gathering their catalog 4 wheelers and they're losing the tradition and they're not. They're not the ones you want to learn from. And the guys that know how to do it and have to have to use a four wheeler to do stuff. You know, I mean, that's, I'm not holding it against them. But you know, if you're going to learn how to do it, learn how to do it right, and then you can adjust from there.
0: Yeah, I like that. Well, I think I have asked all of the questions that I can think of. But if there's anything else you want to share. <laughs>
1: No, it surprised me. It's lasted as long as it has.
0: (laughs) Well, I didn't mean to keep you longer than you thought. (laughs) No. No, I'm just surprised that his memory lasted that long. Uh, But I am really grateful. Thanks for letting me come over and visit with you guys. It's been fun. Oh, heck,
2: we're glad you've done it.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Just one quick thing before I let you guys go If you have been listening along and you have thought of a question that you would like to ask, please email me that question to cowboystoriespodcast at gmail.com. I am open to any suggestions that you guys have, and I would love to hear the questions that you would like to ask. So again, please email those to cowboystoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. We'll see you next time.